Hi, welcome to the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. I am the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thanks for joining us today, you health nut. And that is the question of the day. Are nuts really healthy? Can they be part of a healthy diet? You know, nuts, they are really high in fat and calories, but... Can those high-fat nuts still be part of a healthy diet? Hmm, that is a question that gets debated quite a bit. So to get to the bottom of it, to crack the case like a nutshell, I'm welcoming registered dietitian Lee Crosby back onto the program from upstairs at the Barnard Medical Center. Uh, As always, she is just a wealth of information. She comes armed with an arsenal of knowledge. It is just phenomenal. So here's what you're going to learn over the next half hour or so. We're going to tell you what the healthiest varieties of nuts are, and we're going to talk about the link between nuts and lower risks of heart disease, strokes, diabetes, cancer, and how they could even help lower cholesterol while lengthening your lifespan. We're going to talk about getting omega-3 fatty acids through nuts and Lee's favorite, the fiber that are also found in these nuts. Hmm. So specifically, we're going to key in on a whole bunch of different nuts, uh, pecans, walnuts, peanuts, macadamia nuts, even some seeds in there as well. So really, if you've ever wondered, are nuts part of a healthy diet? You are about to find out. And then after Lee and I wrap up our nutty discussion, we're going to welcome Chef Tony Fiore onto the show. She is a celebrity chef. You may have heard of her. Um, Started with some humble culinary beginnings and then grew to be this wonderful television personality hosting Delicious TV's Totally Vegetarian program, as well as authoring the book Totally Vegetarian, Easy, Fast, Comforting Cooking for Every Kind a vegetarian. So we're going to get her story. It is really fun. I got an opportunity to speak with her at the International Conference on Nutrition and Medicine a few weeks back. Just a wonderful woman. I really think that you're going to enjoy the conversation. And before Lee gets going, I would ask that you hit pause right now and do me this super huge favor. If you have not already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the show uh, on Apple Podcast or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you get your audio from. If you would go ahead and subscribe to the show, we would be very, very grateful. We would be in your debt. The show completely free. All we ask is that you give it uh, the subscribe and leave us a five-star rating. And a nice comment if you would be so kind. Thank you so much to those who have already done that. You are helping to make this program a tremendous success and in turn helping to educate a lot of people about the science and the health benefits that come with a plant-based diet. So, are nuts really healthy? That's the question that you're wondering and that's the answer that you're about to get right now. This is the Exam Room Podcast brought to you by the Physicians Committee. The weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll, here with you. Thanks for giving the show a download. Thanks for giving it a listen. Thanks for wanting to educate yourself just a little bit. Because after all, that is what the show is all about. Yes, you know, we have some laughs. We have some fun. But we also use this time to educate and learn and enlighten and then hopefully pass this knowledge along to somebody else. Now, one of the questions here at the Exam Room that we get all the time is, you know, 
I'm going vegan. I'm switching to a plant-based diet. I need some easy snack ideas and nuts. Obviously, plant-based seem to be a very easy option. But are they really healthy? I hear that they're loaded with fat. They're loaded with calories. Can they possibly be part of a healthy plant-based diet? Hmm. That's a fine question that many of you have asked. So to answer that question, we have tapped into our internal resources once again. We have gone upstairs to the fourth floor, and we have dragged, literally dragged, registered dietitian, welcomed guests anytime onto the show because she's so fantastic. Lee Crosby, back to the program to answer it for us. Lee, welcome to the show. Glad to be here, Chuck. You know... It is kind of dreary today as we're taping this. It is, yeah. And you come in and you are wearing bright colors today, <laughs> and I absolutely love it, and I cannot thank you enough. You know, sometimes you got to cheer yourself up, and I do that with my wardrobe. I know. That, you know, honestly, <laughs> this may be a first yeah. that somebody is wearing something more brightly colored than I am. I could feel self-conscious about this, but I don't, amazingly. No. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, someone it. upstairs was like, oh, I saw a plink pink blur going by and I oh it was Lee it's like yep that's pretty typical you pull it off yep you pull it off I try uh all right let's talk about nuts all right Mm. let's get nutty lots of people nuts over nuts yep (laughs) this could go on they do they write themselves yes my goodness gracious uh nuts yes are they healthy yes with a caveat. Okay. What is let, – let's let's talk about that caveat yeah, or the so asterisk. That's, right. So the asterisk here is – it's a word I don't use a whole lot, but this is one of the times when moderation really – it's key. It works. So the data is pretty clear that nuts and seeds in about one ounce serving per day, and that's about – well, you tell me. What's what's an ounce? Do you know off the top of your head? All right. So kind of my rule uh, with nuts, as I've been told, is kind of like a, a palmful. Not not quite the handful, but a palmful. Just enough to fill that palm. Right. So basically you're going to put your hand out and then assuming you don't have like a giant, you know, baseball mitt hand, put your hand out. <laughs> Some people are like, yes. Um, and then you want to put the nuts on the hand and then to where they meet where your fingers are, that's kind of where you want to stop. So okay. really level, it's about a level quarter cup. And I mean like level, a little less than that actually. So it's not a lot. I actually looked up just to get a feel for it. For macadamia nuts, that's 10 to 12 macadamia nuts. Man. Yeah. So it's not a lot. And so one of the things I like to encourage people to do is use them as an ingredient mm-hmm. or as a condiment or to add a little bit of crunch to a salad because that way it's a lot easier to keep the level in a good place if you just grab a container of nuts and you're sitting there in front of the tv you know you can look down and all of a sudden you've had a cup and a half and that's like one or two meals worth of calories and you didn't even you know you just blinked and it was gone so easy to it's do though so, so easy, easy to, do. to do everybody's done that. i would guarantee you that virtually everybody in this office at least I, once yeah and we're pretty health conscious people. It's yeah. so easy to do. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I think about it. You go to a party, they've got the bowl of nuts out there. Like, how many people make one pass? No, <laughs> no, pretty much never. Mm-mm. And the problem is, if you're trying to lose weight, it can especially sabotage you. So, again, there are health benefits, and I'm excited to talk about those, but also just these health benefits come with a very small dose. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, with that disclaimer out of yes. the way, let's let's uh, talk Fine about Fine print. The, <laughs> let's <laughs> let's talk about those health benefits here. Um, I have heard 
that uh, yeah, quite a few, quite a few of them there. Um, as far as the nuts, I mean, yeah. Like, where do you want to start? I, I mean, you, you tell me. You're, All right, you're yeah. No, let's jump in. So there is there are so many different studies here. It was kind of hard to know where to go. Some of the high points here: you have a twenty nine percent lower risk of dying from heart disease mm. with, and this was one serving of nuts about five times a week. Um, there's a reduction in cancer mortality by about 11%. Now, I don't want to say this is cause effect because these are relationships. These are studies where they just sort of watch people. Mm-hmm. So we can't say for sure, oh, it's because they're eating nuts that they're having a lower risk of cancer. But the link is there. And, you know, having a handful of nuts every day is not only doable, but delicious. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> there's that piece. And then a 17% decreased risk for dying from diabetes or lung disease. So... And we can talk about some of the reasons for this, but that's just a few, a few of the sort of, you know, top down bird's eye view benefits that you can get just from eating, you know, a serving of nuts a day. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Not bad. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um, What about cholesterol? I think there's something there as well, right? Yeah. There's a lot of talk about nuts for heart health. If anyone has heard of the Predimed study, there's some information there. Um, So what is it about nuts that might have some heart health benefits? Well, there are actually a lot of different factors that can do that. First and foremost, and it it always comes back to this. Whenever I do a segment, I don't know what that says about me, is fiber. And so the two kinds of fiber. I know exactly Yeah, where we know going. where this is going. There are two kinds of fiber in nuts and seeds. There's the soluble kind, and that's actually great because it helps directly lower cholesterol. So it can actually soak up excess cholesterol in the GI tract like a sponge, and that's how your body gets rid of extra cholesterol. It secretes it into the GI tract mm-hmm. in the form of bile acids so that your body can get rid of them. So soluble fiber basically binds to that cholesterol in those bile acids and helps you eliminate them Mm. when you have a constitutional. Um, So that's one piece. And the insoluble fiber in nuts acts like a scrub brush to help move all that along. I'm I'm sorry. I I really hope that you're watching (laughs) this on YouTube. And and if you're listening to this uh, via podcast right now, just know that she did like the (laughs) move. And I mean, just that that was a nice little demonstration of the GI tract. If it's not going right, it's not a good day. That's you're not going right if it's not going right. Mm. See what I did there? And go lightly, young lady. <laughs> All right. So that's one piece. We're back back to cholesterol. Yeah. So plant sterols are found in nuts. What's a plant sterol? Good question. All right. So it's a molecule that looks a little bit like cholesterol, and it acts a little like cholesterol in that it can block the reabsorption of cholesterol in the GI tract. Again, so it has a sort of similar effect to soluble fiber, mm-hmm. where basically it helps the cholesterol that your body is trying to get rid of get out instead of getting reabsorbed. Uh-huh. So nuts have those plant sterols that help us in that way, which can also help lower cholesterol and bad cholesterol specifically. They uh, have omega-3 fatty acids, particularly walnuts. Mm-hmm. We can also talk flax seeds and hemp seeds and chia seeds. So those plant-based omega-3s are anti-inflammatory. Might be a benefit there for heart health. And then L-arginine. Have you heard of this? I have not. L-arginine. Is, is that in South America, maybe? <laughs> no. No. So L-arginine is actually an amino acid. So it's one of those protein building blocks. And it's found in in some nuts in pretty high quantities. And what it does is it actually helps make your blood vessel artery walls more flexible. Now, that's great because when you need to get more oxygen, more blood to an area, they can expand and they can contract as needed. 
So that's why you want to have a nice source of that. And nuts are a great source of that. So that's another way that it can actually help heart health. So say you're, you know, if you're doing a sprint and you need more blood to your heart, you want your blood vessels to be able to stretch a little bit so that more blood can get to your heart. Amino acid, right? Yes. So essential or non-essential? I want to say mm, there's a middle ground. Conditionally essential. I think it's conditionally essential. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Uh, I thought that there was only two kinds, man. (laughs) I thought that this was a black-white issue here. Okay, hold on. What is it? What is a conditionally essential amino acid? Okay, so an essential amino acid is one you have to get from your diet that your body can't make. Conditionally essential means that you may need to get it from the diet if your needs are very high or if you're not getting enough of those essential amino acids. So you can have a conditionally under certain conditions, it's essential. So it depends. It's on not the- an essential amino acid. How about that? It depends on the day, then, basically, and on your intake of other amino acids. Gotcha. Not to put too fine a point on this. Wow, it just got really nerdy. In I here. know. Like I'm I'm see, that's what I'm talking about when I say that the really show nerdy. is about education, man. Like every time we crack the mic, Lee, I'm going to school. Sorry. I love this. By the time this podcast is Sorry, said Podcast and done, Land. I'm walking out of here with an honorary doctorate. That's know? right. And at your next cocktail party, you're gonna have all the facts. That's right. All the essential amino acid and facts. single serving size bowls of nuts. That's right. That's right. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So back to heart health. Um, <laughs> yeah, getting back to heart health. <laughs> we digress. So back to heart health. So we are. We do know that nuts are high in fat and calories, but the kinds of fat that they have, their balance of fats, is a lot better than something that you'd get in say a refined oil or an animal product in particular. So okay. most nuts tend to be lower in saturated fat and higher in some of the poly and monounsaturated fats, which is a little better in terms of your cholesterol. So there you have it, a number of reasons that nuts can be good for heart health. And can I actually just put in one more plug here? Oh, by all means. This is sort of for heart health, but also for brain health. Nuts are a pretty good source of vitamin E, and vitamin E from food sources cannot just be potentially helpful for heart health, but there's also some link to brain health. So let me see here. It seems to apply mostly to, again, vitamin E found in whole foods, but it may help to protect your brain and ward off dementia. So there's yet another reason to go ahead and have that handful of nuts every day. Just one. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. See, that, that's good to know. Yeah. But vitamin E from supplements does not necessarily have the same relationship. Oftentimes, because it's a single type of vitamin E, there are multiple types. So go ahead and get it from your food, and you can get it from multiple. The multiple types you need are in your foods. I'm a big fan of, of getting as much uh, of my nutrients through food uh, as humanly possible. Agreed. Um, yep. I just think that that's the way to go. Plus, it's downright tasty, Lee. I know. It is. I know. Uh, we've touched a little bit on uh, the uh, people who eat nuts uh, have the uh, ability to live longer, I do believe. You know, maybe maybe just a little bit. Actually, couple, research couple years, out of Harvard confirms years. that. Yeah. yeah so uh, eating nuts every day linked to a lower risk of dying from any cause. Again, we're not talking about mass quantities of nuts. Yes, we're talking smaller, you know, modest quantities here. Although I will say, as a ca- another caveat, this study was actually partly funded by the International Tree Nut Council. So just, you know, there's a little, but also by the National Institutes of Health. Right. So I feel pretty, pretty decent about it. Right. But yeah, asterisk. Um, so I, I kind of want to stay, stay on heart health here for just a second. There's somebody in my life, Lee, very close to me who has arrhythmia 
and they've kind of been battling this for more than a decade. The heart oh, wow. slips in and out of rhythm. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had a number of procedures, uh, heart ablation procedures. Yeah. You're familiar with that? I, I, I'm her- I don't know the details, but yeah, I've, I'm The I've way heard it was it. described to me is essentially they burn the heart. It sounds about right yeah. from ablation. Um, yeah. And so they try to, you know, get it to beat in rhythm. But for whatever reason, it's just not taking and it's a whole show. Uh, but anyway, um, kind of stumbled upon this and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it because there's also science and evidence there that's kind of saying that, well, maybe nuts can actually help with that. A well, little bit. yeah, th- maybe. It, it, that's a solid maybe on that one. So. There's actually a recent study. This was published this year. It was done um, in the journal Heart. And they looked at, uh, it's a Swedish study, so they looked at 61,000 Swedish people, um, ages 45 to 83 when the study started. Mm-hmm. And then they followed them for 16 years or if, you know, until they died, whichever came first. And what they found was that eating just several servings of nuts weekly was linked to a lower risk of an arrhythmia called atrial fibrillation. It's often known as AFib, so that might be the more familiar term. Yeah, we hear a lot about that. Yeah. So, and again, that's just like a, it's a arrhythmia, a little heart flutter. So the heart goes out of its normal pumping rhythm. Uh, pretty disconcerting if you, if you have the condition and yeah. can cause some, it can cause clots. There are issues with it. So yeah, it turns out that just, you know, eating modest amounts of nuts may actually decrease the risk. Again, this is observational. So we can't say for sure that yes, absolutely nuts lower the risk of AFib, but they might help. They might, yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of these uh, studies that they do, and we'll key in on, on one particular one in, in just a second, but a lot of the studies that that are done are kind of questioned because they think, well, they're saying that somebody's living longer because of what? A lot of times that's almost irrelevant because the, the skepticism comes in, well, the people being studied, are they – well-to-do? Are they upper class? Are yeah, they is there something class? different? Do they have yep. access to better quality health care, better foods, et cetera, et cetera? What, though, I, I say that to say this, what they found with these particular studies, and, and I want to bring this up, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, that in this particular research that we've been referencing as, as far as lowering the risk of uh, AFib and, and heart attacks and things like that, They've accounted for all of those factors. They've accounted for education and and uh, yeah. Sex so education, yeah, yeah. So age, sex, education, things like smoking, yeah, other parts of their diets. They did, and and a lot of studies will try to do this. They will try to control for these things. Mm-hmm. And so interestingly, this study found that people actually, if they didn't control for all that, if they only took account you know, of age and sex, then they also found a link between eating nuts and having a lower risk of heart attack, for instance. But when they controlled for all these different things, including education, which is also a pretty good proxy or stand-in for, you know, how much money someone makes and their sort of living conditions, um, that's when they found that a lot of those other relationships dropped away. But the one for AFib held solid. Hmm. So that's a pretty good indication. There was also still a link between eating nuts and having a lower risk of heart failure. But that was actually at only moderate intake levels at the highest intake levels they actually the heart risk for heart failure went back up a little bit so again moderation here is is key i mean this is when you just point out fat is fat calories are calories and right. i think that you and i had talked about you know you could crush 600 calories worth of nuts without batting an eyelash yeah you know? oh easy although i will say in this study i believe it was not even every day i think this was like if they got to the everyday level 
again, this is a single observational study, so I don't want to get too into it. But the right. relationship for AFib was very dose response. Right. Yeah. So uh, you can quantify that a little bit. I know that with the numbers that were published, um, they're talking about eating. I'm just kind of looking at the broad strokes yep. here. Um, anywhere from one to three times a month, or or maxing out in this study, it looks like at twice. Three, week. yeah, or three, three or more times a week. Times a week. Yeah. yeah. So okay. again, it's not, and it was a little frustrating because it wasn't. They didn't say amounts. They said frequency. So it's it's kind of hard to know. Um, mm. But that's why I'm saying that these are mod- These are pretty modest intakes. We 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 assume. Right. Yeah. You, you would you'd have to think so. Um, yeah. What about specific diets? I th- I think that those listening, those watching, that's probably what they're asking. It's like okay. You're talking about nuts in general, but I have some nuts in my pantry. I may have macadamia nuts. I may have peanuts. I may have pecans. You know, let's talk about specific nuts and the health benefits that come with each. Um, I went shopping. Say, do uh, we have a favorite you want to talk about first? I mean, why don't we start with, hmm, 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 what what do I want to start with today? Why don't we start with... We don't even have one. Macadamia nuts. I couldn't find macadamia nuts for really? some reason. Really? Yeah. That's tragic. I, well, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying I only stopped at one store, you know. So well, that's all right. I'm all sure right. if I went to a I second, I, you. I could have come up with the macadamias. <laughs> right. Uh, what's uh, what's healthy with the uh, macadamias? So macadamias are a, a study in contrast. So they actually are a little lower in protein and are the highest fat nut out there. So generally not necessarily one that you would want to go to first, but mm-hmm. they do have some good stuff going on. So they have high amounts of vitamin B1, magnesium, and manganese, and they also have about 23% of the recommended daily value for thiamine. That's a B vitamin. So they've got some good stuff going on, but macadamia nuts in particular, that one, that little handful, one ounce serving, that's like 10 to 12 macadamia nuts that's that's not a lot Mm. so just know that that's you know to moderation again we keep coming back to that watch your portion boys and girls Mm -hmm. uh fall as we tape this yes i know pumpkin seeds pumpkin seeds now pumpkin seeds are pretty great so one of the things i like about pumpkin seeds is that a one ounce serving has about five grams of protein Mm -hmm. a little more than five grams of fat and a little more than five grams of fiber Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's still a little... <laughs> would bring up I just can't you? help it. It's a little higher in fat than you would normally think. But for nuts and seeds, it's actually lower in fat. And the other piece here is they're a really good source of zinc. And zinc can be a little hard to come by here and there on a plant-based diet. But pumpkin seeds, really rich source. So that's one that I actually try to work into my diet a couple times a week. Did, uh, when you were growing up and you were carving pumpkins, did, uh, did you ever scoop out the seeds and roast them? I did. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And fun fact, I don't know if I've not yet tried this, but I've heard that butternut squash seeds, they're a little smaller, a little more tender, and you can crunch them whole, that those are are quite good. I have not, again, haven't tried it, so can't vouch for it, but I'm actually planning to try it the next time I do butternut squash. Butternut squash seeds. Who knew? I never would have thought. Yep. And you crunch the seed whole, apparently. Again, I have not tried this. Interesting. 
So if any of you listening out there wants to give this a shot and let us know how it goes. Yeah, that's at Veggie underscore Quest <laughs> on Twitter for Lee. At Compliments Carol. only. Yeah, at Chuck Carroll WLC for me. You can send uh, critique there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah let, let us know. How how goes the butternut squash seeds? Yes. That's awesome. All right. Yeah. Uh, so pumpkin seeds, south. what next? One of, one of the favorites down south, the southerner in me, the pecans. Pecans, pecans, pecan. Pecans. Does anyone actually know how to say this? A tomato, tomato. All right, we're just gonna pecan. go. With, I'm gonna go with pecan. It's hard to know. Pecan. It sounds it, it, pe- pecan. It sounds so sophisticated and aristocratic. I am nothing if not sophisticated. Hey, you see this guy? Yeah. Lowbrow. Pecan. <laughs> All right, so we're going with pecan. Final answer. <laughs> Final answer. All right, so pecans uh, contain more than 19 vitamins and minerals. They actually are extraordinarily rich in antioxidants. That was a fun fact I didn't know before looking into some of this for this segment. Um, I hear tell, a little birdie said that you actually like candied pecans in salads. Mm, I don't know who told you that. Hmm. You've been talking to the missus? No, uh, maybe. Mm, no, nah, I'm not a big fan. Honestly, I don't know. You, you got you got some funny information, but I know that a lot of people do. All right. Well, I, I got I some misinfo. So, so here's the thing. I don't have a sweet tooth. I'm one of the oh, few people right. in the world that does not have a sweet tooth. Well, okay, then maybe that's just a Freudian slip because I, for one, like a candied pecan. But again, not not the buttery stuff. You don't need to do that. Just a little bit of sugar on there, a little bit of salt, and it's good. And again, as long as just a little bit of sugar. Not okay. a big deal. Okay. So they are delightful in terms of flavor on a salad. They're really nice if you throw some dried cranberries on there, too. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also are rich in antioxidants, but they are. it's found in the, in the skin. It's found in the skin. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the pecan skin, you know, the stuff on the outside, yeah, yeah, the dark I'm, part. I'm waiting for you to bring up fiber again, in all honesty. that's You know, that's, I actually didn't look was. into fiber on but this I was one. skin, that's where the fiber is. Here oh, sorry. Well, Here it probably, honestly, it probably is. Yeah. I'll make sure to say that for the next one. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, there's skin on walnuts as well. Also rich in uh-huh. antioxidants. Mm-hmm. Um, walnuts, again, like I mentioned, I'm really into them for their omega-3 content. Cool. So they are of the nuts. I know the seeds come in there, too. But of the nuts, the walnuts are the winners in terms of plant-based omega-3. Huh. So love that. They also have that amino acid we talked about, L-arginine. L-arginine. Yep. So essential Yep. Good. <laughs> yes. Conditionally essential. There we go. Um, good for artery health. And interestingly, again, that that whitish bitter stuff on the outside, just leave it on there. The sort of the papery skin part, you want to have that, even though it's a little bit bitter, because again, that's going to be not just fiber, but also the antioxidants. So just go ahead and leave that on there. I remember big family functions as a child, especially Thanksgiving. Um, my grandfather was a huge fan of walnuts, and so he would have have them out for everybody, but they, they were still in the shell, so you would have to crack them. You know, and they were super fresh. And that that is how I know what you're talking about with that bitter skin on mm-hmm. the walnut because when yeah. it's fresh out of the shell, yep. there is that bitterness to it. And that's another way to make sure you don't go too far with portions. You get yourself, you get the cracker out there and you sit there with the right. in the shell and oh, you have yeah. to work that hard. Believe me, you're going to get like five or six. And if you're watching TV, you're going to get through an episode and you're only going to have had like six walnuts. Let me tell you something. As a kid, <laughs> yeah. I gave up after like one or two. Yeah. And then good luck trying to get my parents to crack this nut for me. Oh, no. They're like, uh-uh, 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 Chuck, no. 
And I will say, around here, black walnuts grow naturally. If you see them fall down, they grow into like a green fruit. So you actually, they've already had the outside taken off by the time you get to that little hard shell. And that's the inner shell. Man. The outer soft shell. Yeah, that was a wake-up call to me. We moved oh, yeah. to a new house with a walnut tree, and who knew? Burn off half the calories yep. just getting to the nut. True story. Uh, you got yourself a big old package of Brazil nuts I right do, there. I do, yeah. Shake that for the... There we go. Delightful. Uh, we've talked about these we in have. the past. The Brazil nut. Yeah. The Brazil nut. Singular. Correct. Not only are they, they are singular in their selenium content, which mm-hmm. is quite high, and a single Brazil nut will give you pretty much the entire day's... Um, you know, value for selenium. So one will do you. Uh, talk to me about selenium. What uh, What's the benefit there? Um, it is actually linked. Uh, well, first, it's an antioxidant mineral, and it's actually linked to uh, lower risk of some cancers. But again, you don't want to overdo it. You can get toxic in selenium. It's one of those you want just the right dose, not too much, not too little. So one Brazil nut per day. A nut. A nut. A nut. Yep. You're supplementing with a whole food. It is a Brazil nut. That That's is the way I look at it. Like, <laughs> say, if you're, almost like if you're going to take a, a selenium supplement, just have yeah. a nut. Just, just have just a one. Brazil nut. <laughs> just do it. Uh, you know, one of my favorites, um, especially with nut butters, is a sunflower butter. Sunflower. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sun butter, sun, as it's often called. Sun mm-hmm. butter. Uh, but uh, I see here you have yourself a jar of sunflower seeds in front of you. I do. Talk to me about Right them. here. They, they sound a little different. They're so tiny they and do. cute. All right. So sunflower seeds, not only are they fun to eat, um, they are rich in vitamin E, again, which we talked about being linked to a lower risk of dementia. And this is this nice whole in whole food. Vitamin E, not in a supplement. So sunflower seeds, great for that. B vitamins, of course. They also contain a lot of those sterols, those plant sterols we talked about Mm. that can help lower cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So, again, really nice. Shake them over a salad, throw a few in a smoothie, use them as an ingredient. If you do homemade salad dressing and you have a high-speed blender, you could put in a couple tablespoons of sunflower seeds. Adds a little creaminess. And this is a nice little sidebar. If you have your nuts or seeds on a salad or with a green, like in a green smoothie, yeah. you can actually absorb a, a little bit more of the vitamin A and vitamin K that are in those greens because those are fat-soluble vitamins. So okay. when you have a little bit of extra fat from the nuts and seeds with those fat-soluble vitamins, it actually enhances absorption of those. School is in session. I know. Professor Crosby. Yep. I'm loving it. It's very cool. I'm telling you. And you're listening to this and you're watching this for free. <laughs> I mean, this is this is unheard of. Oh, I'm loving if it. If only. Uh, the granddaddy of nuts. Yes. Maybe is it even a nut at all? Talking about peanuts. Peanuts. Lots of people. Who doesn't love peanuts? I know. False advertising, though. Definitely not actually a nut. It's not. What is it? No, not a nut. Peanut is not a nut? Nope. I feel so misled. Oh. Is it like pineapple is not an apple? Kind of. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. No. Mm, no. All not right. at all. So it is actually a... <laughs> do, you, do you know what it is? Uh, I... I I, I can I hazard a guess? Yes. Is it a legume? It is a legume, so it is a close cousin, or actually a, an exact, you know, a cousin of beans and peas and lentils. Really? Yep. So it does grow under the ground, but it grows in those little, you know, those little, you know, it comes in little two packs. Yeah. <laughs> when you get them in the shell, the little two packs. It loos like a bean pod, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> no, no, that's so too convenient. Pock. Yes. All right. So, anyways, it is a legume. But it does have a lot of the health benefits of nuts. So, again, and the antioxidants 
a lot of those also and some more fiber in the skin. So if you can get the ones that are still in the little red skin, you know what I'm talking about? When you get them in yep. the shell yep. and there's the red skin inside, go ahead and eat that um, with the peanut. So here's kind of uh, where I'm just going to throw in my, my general advice that I would give to anybody, even though I'm not really qualified to distill nutritional Perfect. advice. Perfect. Uh, but anyway, this this falls under the common sense approach, and therefore I think that we're covered. All right. Uh, watch out for those candied nuts. They have so many varieties of, like, sugared up peanuts yeah. out there. And whatever health benefit that there is from a peanut at that point, I think that a lot of it's going to be stripped away. Yeah. Again, a tiny bit of sugar on a homemade kind of thing is one thing. But yeah, if you go, a lot of them are just covered in candy coatings and some of them are covered in, you know, chocolate. And it's just, it, yeah, it might taste good, but it's really not in your best interest mm. in the long run. And I will so. tell you, uh, the, the former... Uh, fat guy in me, uh, the weight loss champion part of me, will tell you now that uh, also he's talking about having uh, a hard time, you know, doing portion control with regular nuts. Oh, boy. You throw in that, that candy oh, no. coating, man, forget yeah. about it. Nope. Forget about it. No, it is especially, yeah, candy coating, chocolate coating on it. It's just this, it's just, it's a the sugar and fat together. It's it's too much yeah. for most people. It triggers, it triggers brain pathways. So just no need to to push that trigger. So, yeah. but let's uh, let's stick with the uh, the old plain dry roasted Excellent. peanut. Yep. I mean, literally, you look at the ingredients list. Huh, what's there? One thing: peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah. Uh, you know, these things uh, apparently they can help you live a little bit longer as well. They sure can. So it does turn out that there, and this is a 2015 study that was in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Um, in there internal medicine journal sorry not the main one it's called jama for short jama internal medicine and they basically looked at um nut and peanut consumption in a whole mess of people two hundred thousand people and people who regularly ate peanuts and other nuts were less likely to die of any cause but especially heart disease but any cause over the study period so mm. that's again another good reason to in moderation you know, have a little bit of peanut butter with your with your apple slices or if you're banana, if that's your thing. Enjoy. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Moderation. Again, that two tablespoon serving doesn't go. Yeah, so that I'm about to say think. for nut butters in the course of a day, two tablespoons or one small handful of nuts. Right. One or the other. So that yep. that, that goes for like any nut butter, right? So yep. we're talking almond butter. Almond, sun butter. Sun butter yeah, that's the fancy butter. kind. Yep. What's your favorite? Ooh. I think I'm a peanut butter girl. Yeah. I just, I don't know. It takes me back to childhood, I guess. All right. Now, everything that you need to know about a person, you can find out by this one question. Uh-oh. I already know what this Creamy question is. or crunchy? Oh. Mm. I'm such a middle-of-the-road person. I like both. You can't be the semi-essential amino acid of <laughs> nut butters. Okay? Oh, yes. No. Um, conditionally crunchy. Condi- conditionally crunchy. <laughs> Good graciously Crosby. They have they each have their place. Predominantly smooth. Occasionally I like the crunch. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. What about you? Oh, crunchy all day. Really? Gotta have the crunch. All right. You heard it here give first. Me, give me the crunch. All right. Crunchy peanut butter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh if I were cereal, they'd call me Captain Crunch. Oh, wow. Only I really <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <gasps> yep. I just 
man. I'm, I'm, this I'm episode just, is so nutty. I'm gonna go. Yeah, it is, and I'm just I gonna to. go ahead and apologize to everybody right now for saying that. Um, you told me something really interesting. Let's let's leave it with this uh, final fact. You told me something really interesting before we started rolling that I huh. had no idea. And you said uh, eat the nuts with something green or orange, right? Yeah. So we mentioned it with the salad greens, but one of the reasons that you would also do it with something orange is because those orange vegetables those contain carotenoids. Those are vitamin A, and that's a fat-soluble vitamin. Fun fact, even though your your greens are green, they also have vitamin A in them. So anytime you're going to have those vitamin A or K-rich foods, so salad greens, sweet potatoes, carrots, all that, any you know, the winter squash, like butternut squash, if you add a little bit of, of nut or nut butter to that, or again, on top of a salad, it's going to help you absorb those fat-soluble vitamins. And again, just as a refresher, vitamins A, D, actually, which is something that you'd get from sun or supplements, and vitamin E, which is conveniently packaged in the nut itself, and vitamin K, which you'll find in your dark leafy greens. A little bit of fat will help you absorb all those, and a great source for that little bit of fat, nuts and seeds. I just had a thought. Uh-oh. And I'm going to go home, and I'm going to play mad scientist in the kitchen. Oh, dear. I'm going to go home. I'm going to bake a sweet potato. <gasps> and then I'm going to make whipped sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to put two tablespoons of peanut butter in there. What? And something tells me that what's going to happen is going to be amazing. I'm thinking that could be delightful. I, I just popped in my head when you're saying that. I'm like. Report back on that. I think so. For science. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For science. It's for science. You're a good person, Chuck. Oh, I'm all about this. (laughs) Let me me just take one for the team here. Uh, Lee Crosby, thank you. Glad to be here. Here's here's the thing. Not only is she available on this podcast on demand, but she's a real person, too. I am. You can visit her if you're in the Washington, D.C., upstairs at the Barnard Medical Center. Just hop on barnardmedical.org and schedule an appointment. Um, And, uh, hey... You guys take insurance up there. We do. Yeah. Yep, sure do. The question gets asked a lot for some reason. Most insurance plans we accept. I know. That's pretty yep. cool. So you yep. can uh, go up there, have Lee analyze your diet, uh, get nutty with her. Uh, <laughs> it, it's fantastic. Um, I would be delighted to see anyone who wants to make an appointment. Yeah. And uh, at veggie underscore quest on Twitter and Instagram. Is it the same on the ground? Probably. Okay. Or you can just... Search for VeggieQuest. You'll yeah, get there. Veg- VeggieQuest.com also is, uh, is your blog. Veggie-Quest. Veggie-Quest. There's, the, there's the underscore. There's or you the can dash. just come see me at Barnard Medical Center. Or just come see her, and she will write it all down on a piece of paper for there you. There you go. All right. So, uh, and, and you, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you have not already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to this wacky podcast. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever it is that you get your podcast from. That's where you can find the exam room by the Physicians Committee. And while you're there, as you're subscribing, completely free, if you would do us a favor uh, in return for this free education. If you could go ahead and also uh, leave a nice comment and a five-star review, we would super greatly appreciate that and then share the uh, podcast with others so that they can not only uh, enjoy uh, the wackiness, but uh, also get uh, educated, motivated, inspired. Maybe even live a little bit longer. Maybe. Exactly. Keep your friends around longer. Uh, In in all seriousness, like the show is absolutely about being you know, fun and, and bringing a whole lot of, of, of smiles. It's fun to, to have more time with your friends. That's but all I'm saying. It is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at the, at the end of the day, you know, like jokes aside, 
I'd like to think that we really are doing some good work. I sure hope so. With this podcast. I sure hope so. You know? So, yep. You know, you're a big part of that. So uh, go ahead, like it, subscribe, comment, share it with a friend. And uh, thanks for being here today. My next guest, I am just giddy over the moon to have you on the program because you are a fellow media personality and that means you and I Tony Fiore yes. are about to have a lot of fun. Okay, I hope so. Now you you are a television host. You mm-hmm. uh, hosted uh, Totally Vegetarian on mm-hmm. PBS, correct? Yes, and then Vegan Mashup. Vegan Vegan Mashup. See, yes, the mashup. Good. When we could use the word vegan, no. we went to Vegan Mashup. Oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> I love it's that. in the safety vegan zone now, and that's yeah. how I know that you're going to be fun because <laughs> you're using the word like mashup. All right, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, see that appeals to all audiences. That's like the older demographic and the millennials. Mm-hmm. Like, Way to cast the wide net. Oh, and it's interesting that you say that because at first we were we were really leery because we we're like mashup. You know, does anyone know what that means? Does it? You know, because we were actually really looking at really casual cooking where you just did a whole bunch of stuff and threw it together. So so I got convinced. I said, okay, you know, we could use the V word, and you know that really helped a lot. So yeah, I think it does cover just about everything. So let's we we should mention this that you mentioned cooking, and that is what you do. Yes. You have these cooking shows. You are culinary whiz. And I guess my first question, like, let's just kind of walk through your story. When did mm-hmm. you start cooking? Like, what is your background? Um, well, I, I'm, a, I'm a self-taught chef. Okay. And so my background was uh, working in animal rights for an animal advocacy group, mm-hmm. which after doing that for a little while as a volunteer, I moved over. Let me back up for a moment. I moved over to Maine from Italy. I grew up in Italy and I lived in Italy for about 18 years. And um, so I, I moved to Maine and I was... Starting to really just scratch the surface about, you know, animal issues, animal rights. I'd always been aware of it, but I just really wasn't applying anything mm-hmm. very much. So when I got to Maine, I, um, I saw a little card someplace. I went in and I got involved with a local group, which was Maine Animal Coalition, and stayed with them for a number of years. And then eventually became president of the organization. And I was with them for about 16 years, 17 years as president. And... Um, And then really just became, uh, we were managing more people and volunteers than issues at that time and decided to just do something else, but continue doing work for animals. So um, through our conversations, we discovered one of the key places that was completely neglected was food animals, Uh was not eating animals. So we had, and not that we had major successes with fur and animal experimentation, all these things, but the food we thought would be a great way to kind of get in and uh, and do our part and just, you know, help alleviate the suffering of animals. And so we thought, this is great. It's a wide open field. This should be easy. No problem. And so um, I had been, because I'd been aware of all of those issues, tailoring a lot of my cooking, learning more about it. And at that time, before 2005, it wasn't, it wasn't so easy. There were just a couple of cookbooks out. There was nothing on television. You know, we, I didn't even have dial-up service at the time on my computer. So a lot of it you just had to figure out on your own, which I did. So when we were, we were like actually just having kind of a, a private party, and we had some wine, and we were talking, and we said, hey, we got a great idea. That's where all the great ideas that's come from. That's where they come from. <laughs> and, uh, and that's how you get people like me to do them. So, uh, so we said, you know, let's just let's let's do an episode, and we'll get it on cable access. We'll just do a you know vegetarian Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Let's just try it. So we did. So we filmed one in the kitchen. We had no idea how this was working out. You know, uh, they're my uh, my partners in the business, and one of them in the um, in the organization. They're both filmmakers, so they edit, they film, they're media people. 
So all I had to do was first suggest that we find somebody to do it. And, and then they said, well, how about if you do it? Why don't you just try it? I said, sure, because I'm drinking wine. That sounds fine. I can do I it. I can. So all great things. What what could I possibly, you know, what problems could I possibly run into? Vino, so, let's um, go. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, so we did it. We filmed an episode, got it down. It was about, you know, 21 minutes, whatever it was we had to have. And we, we put it on CTN. And uh, within about a week to two weeks of putting it on, they called us and they said, you know, people are asking if there are more. So we're like, really? In Portland, Maine? You know, people are asking. So uh, we said, okay, we'll do another one. You know, mm-hmm. so that's how we started doing it. And then, you know, trying to come up with subject matter and how to, to approach this kind of delicately. So really the program wasn't going to be so much about animal suffering and what goes on in factory farming, but just giving people options. Right. So this is great food. This is how you can make it. And not even really hammering in, guess what's not in it. You know, we just sort of just did it. And I think that was a big part of why it took off. It felt safe for people. Um, You know, didn't feel like there was any real um, issue for them, except it was different, you know, different food that they like. So I brought a lot of my Mediterranean experience to it. So a lot of the uh, vegan and vegetarian foods that I was eating in Italy is, is what I was doing. So so that was it, and we just started doing one a month, and then after we had uh, 12, almost 13 episodes, uh, we were contacted by Food Network, uh-huh. and um, which wanted us to. They loved the title, Delicious TVs, Totally Vegetarian. They just thought we might be able to throw a little chicken and fish in there uh-huh. and uh, you know, to make it more palatable for their audience, and we said, that's not what we do, and... Um, so, no, we weren't interested. We negotiated for a little while. It didn't go anywhere. And um, then we got approached by public television. So they said, you know, we see you've got this show. So, you know, if you can give us another season so we have 26 episodes, you know, we'll find a distributor for you and see if we can, we can get this thing going. And that's kind of how we got the ball rolling, and we did four seasons on a shoestring budget because yeah. it was just us. So it was three people doing this show. So all the filming, all the cooking, all the editing, all the lighting, everything, you name it. So it was kind of a... Everyone's wearing multiple hats. Everyone is wearing multiple hats, yeah. Now, it doesn't sound like you came to the show in this direction, but did you guys talk about the nutritional benefits of the vegan and vegetarian diet at all? We talked a little bit about it because, again, um, there wasn't a lot out there. So we came in at a time where there wasn't a lot on the information highway. By the end of our filming, our fourth year, we're, like, deflecting all the misinformation right. on, the, on, the, uh, on the highway. So, um, so there wasn't that much of an emphasis on it. I wanted to make sure that I was careful about what it was that I said, you know, because it was going on public television, so I, I, it was, like, out of my... Um, you know, my range to start talking really sure. about nutrition, except for the obvious things of why it makes sense not to eat dead animals. Right. You know, so just really kind of stuck with simple concepts, good food. And, you know, we'd stick a couple of things in there every now and then, you know, I'm not using an egg because, you know, why would right. I want to do that? Right, and, right, right. You know, that kind of stuff. But, but really had to be very... I don't know if it's apolitical, but a little more cautious about what we said. You know, this was public. And at that time, when we first started getting the program on, 
there were only, there was only another show. I think mm-hmm. there might have been another one that popped up. So we knew that we were not really on super solid ground, that we didn't have any enough clout to take on anybody if they challenged anything we said. So we just stuck with uh, good food, easily prepared, uh, no animals in it. Good food. Talk to me about the recipes. Did, uh, did they evolve over time? I mean, if you're the chef, if you're wearing the chef's hat, I would imagine with all that cooking, your your cooking skills must have sharpened over, yes. those, over yes. the course of those seasons. They did. And, and, and I also learned how much people were really willing to do. So, uh, so I started to understand that people really wanted fast, easy recipes, especially um, when you're promoting a cuisine that people think is difficult. They think it's expensive. They think it's going to be impossible for it to taste good if it doesn't have those key ingredients of of, you know, eggs and meat and cheese. And mm-hmm. and um, so I really kept a focus on a lot of Mediterranean-style food, uh, but things that were easy, things that people could recognize. Um, I started learning more about modifying things people liked, talked a lot to different people. So, like, what would be the dishes that are, would be the hardest for you to give up? Sure. And then figure out a way where I could make that. Uh, clean. I could make it without animals. And so that's really where my skill set is, is taking a recipe that is can appear to be more complicated or have multiple steps, cut down those steps and simplify it for people because I want to make sure not only that they do it, but that they'll do it again, right. that it'll be easy enough to do it again. So sustainability is in built into the simplicity of it. Do you remember what the first dish was that you made on the show? The first dish that I made on the show, well, I, I, like the early, early when we did the Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah. When we did the Thanksgiving, I used um, seitan. Okay. And seitan was really new, and we had to go to Boston to buy it because there wasn't any in Maine. So um, making the gravy was simple. You sure. know, so using a vegetable broth was simple. And that, so that was just the traditional mashed potatoes, um, sweet potatoes, Brussels sprouts. Or, no, I did some sort of kale is what I did with apples and onions and then that dish. So that's what it was. And then over time, and then it was like... The next season was, you know, I said, um, let me just start doing some Italian stuff. So arugula bruschetta and then how you make a basic tomato sauce and just different dishes that I remember from growing up in Italy. And even some of those I had to tweak, but that was my comfort zone. And you felt yourself like becoming a stronger and stronger chef in the kitchen throughout. Yes, because I was also learning how many more things I could do, you yeah. know? So I went from that I mean, because everybody generally has about a dozen recipes that they do all of the time. Right. You know, so they, they get books, they get magazines, but they usually always slip back into doing the things that they know. Sure. And, you know, I was just as guilty of it as anybody else. So it really sort of made me look at things and made me look at a lot of different possibilities of things that I could make and how I could start simplifying them. So I definitely grew. My range of, of, um, of dishes grew, of ingredients began to grow, and then as... As we were getting more into our state, because you know Maine's a small state and we're we're up there, yeah. so um, so as things started showing up in our markets more, um, I was able to to experiment and, and and learn a lot more. So it's been a huge learning process for me. And, and Tony, you strike me as the creative type, so I'm mm-hmm. sure that you really enjoy that because that's that's part of the fun about being vegan or being vegetarian is that it really kind of forces you to think outside the box yes it in does the kitchen it does 
And the thing is, is when, when you talk to people about thinking outside the box, a lot of people are really resistant to that because they think thinking outside the box means um, massive changes, a lot of sacrifice, and some difficulty, a new learning curve on stuff, but, but more than actually they think they're willing to do. So, so I try to, to just explain that this, I understand it's not easy to change, but change is easier if you do it in an easy way. Right. <laughs> Not like that sentence, but, but you know, so that that's kind of what I think it comes down to is just keep keep it simple for people because you know changing changing your food habits and your eating habits is I find it easy I had no problem so sure. it's like oh this is what happens with dairy cows boom cheese off the menu right I am that kind of person right so um, but a lot of people aren't it's like right. oh I would just die you know and I'd say seriously you're yeah. gonna die you're yeah. gonna die without right. cheese really yeah. no so um, but I started to learn really what people's limitations are and how we could work around that and, and making things easy but making them delicious so if right. it tastes good and it's simply prepared, I think people will do it. And I think people have done it. And you've taken a lot of these recipes and you put it in an ebook, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. correct? Yes, along with the videos. So there you can you can watch it so you know, so it's not like you're just reading it and not knowing what's going on. So you can you can follow along with the video, but you don't have to write anything down. You can just watch the video, you can you know, whatever. So it comes with the written recipe and then the video because we find that uh, showing people how it's done. Like, if you say to somebody, this is, your tofu should look like, and they've never made it before, it is much easier to say, this is what it should look like. Right. And when it's done, this is what it looks like. And, you know, and making it look delicious, and then they'll they'll likely do it. So we found that the video and the printed recipe worked out really well. Uh, the book is Veg Easy. Veg Easy. So it's E-Z, the letters, Capital correct? E and Z, yep. Right. So I know that this is a difficult question for you, okay. but you have all of these recipes in the book. Okay. Yep. Which is your favorite? Can you pick one? That's the, that's the best question. Can you pick a single one? Jeez, oh, you know, honestly, I, I really can. I would love to. I wish I had known about this earlier. I would have come through and had a good answer for you. Because as I'm thinking, I'm thinking, yeah, that's my favorite. No, that actually, I like that one. So, I mean, um, I'm, I'm trying to think of my go-tos. My go-tos are, you know, going to be like in the bruschetta family. It's going to be that panzanella that I mentioned. Um, I've got a great uh, tempeh, goguchang, um grill recipe that I love. I do make that a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of the ones that I, I make a lot. So I'm sorry. Well, it's it's <laughs> quite all right. Even, but you know what? That, that's that's good for your book because it speaks to the fact that, hey, they're all good. They're, they are all good. And I actually really make them all. So I had written another printed book, which wasn't completely vegan. Um, that was because you know that with it had to go with the show and with the publisher and all that and so i came up with things that i really didn't sincerely think were my favorites right. and i had to come up with a few that really weren't with veg easy they all are i make them all i love them all so you know vegan was definitely the way to go with that where can people pick it up the book that's online because it's an ebook Oh, Amazon, all those good places. Um, you can go right to my website, veggiez.tv, uh-huh. and that's being that's being redone, but it's still up, and you can pick that up there and, and see the video. And I think you can still grab some of the um, some videos without the printed recipes okay. on 
on we took them off of YouTube on iTunes. Okay, so it's so. Uh, the website Veg V E G and then just e- capital E capital Z dot TV dot TV. Yeah, I'm gonna go there now. I'm so, gonna pick up that. Yes, book. and then you can tell me what your favorite recipe is. How does that sound? We got a deal. We'll bring you back on. Okay, All right. excellent. We'll just we'll have a little it. cooking demo on the show. I How would love that? it. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> I see what you did there. I know. Tony Sorry. Fiore, thank you so much for joining <laughs> thank us. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you. Thank you very much. Chef Tony Fiore. Just a wonderful woman. Heck of a story, huh? Humble beginnings. Grew into a TV host, author. Just a fun conversation all the way around. Thank you so very much for listening this week. And I hope that you learned a little something about nuts. You know, the fact of the matter is that, yes, nuts can be part of a healthy diet. But moderation here is really going to be the key. As Lee and I discussed, you just you're going to have to really, really, really monitor yourself to stay honest. You know, don't go back for a second handful. Otherwise, you might be undoing a lot of those benefits that we talked about. You know, the lower risk of heart disease, lower cholesterol, longer lifespan, lower risk of diabetes and cancer. So many health benefits come from nuts. But if you eat too many, there's a good chance that those benefits might be canceled out. Again, if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to The Exam Room, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are available. That is where you can find The Exam Room by the Physicians Committee. Go ahead, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating if you would be so kind and a nice comment. We would greatly appreciate it. But the biggest thing that you can do after listening to the show and hopefully learning a thing or two is pass it along, share it with the friend, share it with the family member and say, Hey, I just learned something incredible about macadamia nuts. You have to give it a listen. You got to listen. It's a nutty little show, but I think that you'll like it. And so when you pass things along, whether it's this show or any one of our other episodes, you're passing along knowledge that can help not just improve the lives of that friend or family member, but then the friends and family members of that person as well. So thank you very, very much for listening this week. We'll be back with another episode of The Exam Room next week. For now, I'm the weight loss champion, Chuck Carroll. Thanks for listening.